Hey, it's Drex from This Week Health Cyber and Risk Community, and I want to invite you to our next webinar. It's going to focus on what else? Defending health data. I'll be chatting with experts from Rubrik and Microsoft. Register right now at thisweekhealth.com slash rubric webinar. That's all one string, R-U-B-R-I-K webinar, thisweekhealth.com slash rubric webinar. See you online soon. Today in Health IT, why patients choose to switch providers. My name is Bill Russell. I'm a former CIO for a 16 hospital system and creator of This Week Health, a set of channels dedicated to keeping health IT staff current and engaged. We want to thank our show sponsors who are investing in developing the next generation of health leaders, Gordian Dynamics, Quill Health, Tausite, Nuance, Canon Medical, and Current Health. Check them out at thisweekhealth.com slash today. All right. Hey, we've got a webinar coming up next Thursday on security and how security breaches are leading to patient safety issues. And we have a great panel. Love to have you join us. Hit our website, thisweekhealth.com. Top right-hand corner has our upcoming webinars. All right. Today, I want to delve into this Accenture report. Okay. So healthcare experience, the difference between loyalty and leaving. I used to keep tabs on the Deloitte, the Oliver Wyman, the Accentures, anytime they came out with a report, I used to keep tabs on these because they're, first of all, they spend a lot of time making them easy to read. There's a lot of statistics in them that you could utilize in building the narrative within your health system. So I was constantly looking for these and subscribing to them, whatever I had to do in order to get them across my desk. So this one is really interesting. This is really about why patients choose to leave your health system. And there's a lot of interesting findings. Essentially, they interviewed 21,000 U.S. consumers, both providers and payers, to find out the results reveal that access, ease of doing business, digital engagement, and trust are non-negotiable when it comes to creating health experiences that meet consumers' experience expectations. All right, so they're talking about experience. Let's dive into this a little bit more of the people they looked at people are switching providers more often than they did five years ago in 2017 26% selected a new provider in this survey 30% had selected a new provider and in 2017 18% switched because they were unhappy now 25% switched because they're unhappy all right, so experience is starting to play a bigger role. Not a massive role yet, although 25%, that's a significant number. Not a massive role, but it's starting to play a bigger role. So choice is starting to come into this where people look at it and go, you know what, I'm gonna go somewhere else where I can get an online appointment or fill in the blank, whatever it is. Uh, they take a look at the demographics of people that switch providers and the older adults don't tend to switch as much as the younger. So older adults, silent generation, roughly eight, 6% switch providers, and mostly out of financial reasons, by the way, that, that demographic. Then you get to the, the younger generations, Gen X, millennials, Gen Z, and Gen X switches about 20%. Millennials and Gen Z switch about 50 to 55%. So that's something to keep an eye on. What are you doing to keep your your younger generations happy with your health system? So younger generations can be more care more about experience factors when selecting a health insurance plan. So 
Uh, younger people are less likely than older adults to consider price, medical benefits, and network coverage to be top factors when selecting their health plan. So it's interesting as they look at this, they get, start to give some reasons to get a better price or value. The older generation will switch based on better price and value more than the younger generation. Interesting. I think because the older generation's fixed income and they're they're forced into some decisions that they would rather not make. So get better price and value to get better medical benefits, lower deductibles and co-pays. Again, older generation more than younger. And then the younger generation kicks in to get better network coverage, more doctors, hospitals, to get better customer service, to find more convenient healthcare options, to find more reputable, trusted uh, company. That's when you play fast and loose with their data to get customer service and solutions via digital mobile interactions is also a big switch point for that younger generation. So they, they go into providers experience factors for driving an upswing in switching for providers. So 70%, 78% of people say ease of navigation factors are a reason for leaving providers. 78%, 40% clinical experience expertise, 8% convenience, but ease of navigation so here are some of the things that breaks down into they were difficult to do business with i had a bad experience with the front desk or admissions administrative staff the digital online service and support solution did not meet my needs i.e mobile digital virtual assistance all right so that gives you some idea so ease of navigation is a big one for payers nearly half of the people leave their payers because they are dissatisfied with the experience Right. And again, it's ease of navigation and access. So ease of navigation in this case for payers is information provided to me was not accurate or inconsistent. I was unable to get questions answered, poor experience using digital methods and tools, poor experience working with customer service. I did not like the way they were utilizing personal data about me. Okay. <clears throat> they break down how to humanize. So they, as they do with all these things, they lead into what you can do, how to humanize experiences to drive engagement and loyalty. They have one access to easy, ease of doing business, three digital engagement and four trust. These are four foundational items. Let's break it down a little bit. So access people expecting availability of services that meet their unique needs, ease of doing business along a personalized healthcare journey of convenient interactions, digital engagement with access to tools that match their individual level of digital engagement and then trust to build confidence and loyalty within the healthcare system. So access. Access is a top factor influencing how people select providers. Their locations were convenient to look at. I was able to get an appointment quickly. The appointment hours were convenient evening and or weekend hours, the ability to interact with them over digital, mobile, and social, telehealth and virtual care offerings, online scheduling for an appointment without having to speak to someone, and customer service. They, uh, you know, trusted source, they were referred by a primary care physician, referred by a friend, they're referred by a specialist, they're proactive, and then cost and coverage, they were listed in my health insurance providers directory, so forth and so on. So access is an important factor. There were some things there. If I were building out our capabilities and talking to physicians about or trying to reshape my health system in a consumer bent 
digital transformation mindset, I would really focus in on access and I, I guess convenience would be the other I would talk about. So payer access factors impact healthcare ratings. Insurer makes it easy to find information. There is minimal hassle to get healthcare services. Insurer allows me flexibility to select the course of treatment. All right. So these are these are major factors to the people they interviewed. Ease of doing business. This is the one we talk about a lot. People who find their providers and payers very easy to work with are most likely to stay. How easy is it doing business and how likely you are to stay are very tightly correlated. When you say very easy, they the the people who say very easy are likely to stay. The people who say very difficult are likely to leave. Uh, somewhat difficult are actually more likely to leave as uh, somewhat easy is more likely to leave. So it's interesting. Once you get past very easy, you run the risk of people saying, I'm going to find somebody else to go to. Even if it's somewhat easy, they're saying there's got to be a better way. There's got to be somebody better out there. So something to consider as you move forward and payer, they have some more information. I'm just going to skip that because not my focus here. So digital engagement. What does it mean to be digitally engaged? Low digital engagement means they prefer to rely on traditional channels and interactions. Even then, they leave digital traces. Selective digital, they select selectively engage in digital for utility, utility, value, and convenience, but will quickly fall back to traditional channels, mostly digital. They are more likely to attempt to leverage digital methods and engage and demonstrate a preference for omni-channel experiences and then highly digital as you would imagine is give me digital or give me death essentially is what they are these are the digitally enabled people and if you don't offer it they are like what are we doing here this is the 20th century highly digital people are more likely to be loyal find providers easy to work with and trust them all right so that's that highly digital category so the highly digital, they make digital a part of all dimensions of their life and are likely to have a digital first approach to engagement back to traditional channels when digital methods fail are it's a, it is a real challenge to them. They, they see that as a failure. So they, they are likely to be more loyal. If you offer a great digital experience, they're also likely to leave. Now, before you write that off and say, well, that's just the younger generation. That's true. It is mostly the younger generation, but more and more of this older generation was during the pandemic was brought onto zoom, was brought onto iPhones, was brought onto iPads, was brought onto fill in the, in the blank. I know I'm doing an Apple ecosystem here, but they were brought into those things. And because they were brought into those things, they are becoming more and more digitally engaged. They used to be low digital people. And my mom will still say, I want to see the doctor in person. I get that, but appointment and test results and just a bunch of stuff like that. She has moved up the curve. And this is an 85 year old woman who has moved up the curve, who I would say is easily selectively digital and could be mostly digital. All right. So just something to keep in mind. Highly digital people are most likely to be loyal and find pairs easy to work with. All right. So Digital people like digital companies. And then trust. People who trust their providers are more likely to stay with them. Trusters are more likely than neutrals and distrusters to stay with their payers. So trust is an important aspect of care. It's always been an important aspect of care. Um, there's, there's a key here. They have a great diagram. 
key to balance consumer and business benefits over time. Build a strong foundation, understand your customer, focus on the connected journey, and balance the human and machine equation. So it's important to be looking at digital, but to be looking at it with the right focus, which is how do you keep your patients loyal and happy with your health system? This is so key, especially as we continue to enter into this difficult financial time. You can't afford to be losing customers. We've known this in the retail space for years that replacing a customer takes a long time, a lot of money, and you want to hold on to them once you have them. Now, we have sort of a duopoly, monopoly kind of thing in a lot of markets for health systems. Like, where else are they going to go kind of mentality? I think that's going to be diminishing more and more over time. Now, it doesn't happen as fast as it happens in retail. It's not like you can pop up a store and all of a sudden be providing health care and be taking patients away from the local health system. But it's been happening over the last decade. So it's not like it's popping up tomorrow. It's been happening. Surgery centers, uh, outpatient clinics, the, the, the new players, the CVSs, the Optums, the just the, the you, you get it, the Amazons, whatever that are out, the CVSs that are out there trying to pull portions of the business away. So that's been underway for about a decade. So they're not going to pop up overnight, but they've been popping up for the last 10 years. So it's going to feel like they're popping up overnight because again, they have a 10 year ramp. They are not figuring it out starting today. They've been figuring it out over the last 10 years. So just something to keep in mind, experience matters and keeping your patients is going to be one of the things that differentiates the winners from the losers in healthcare. All right, that's all for today. If you know someone that might benefit from our channel, please forward them a note. They can subscribe on our website, thisweekhealth.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple, Google, Overcast, Spotify, Stitcher. You get the picture. We are everywhere. We want to thank our channel sponsors who are investing in our mission to develop the next generation of health leaders, Gordian Dynamics, Quill Health, Taucite, Nuance, Canon Medical, and Current Health. Check them out at thisweekhealth.com slash today. Thanks for listening. That's all for now.